If you are a creative and you have an online business, lean in. Today's guest is Candace Tate, Marketing Paladin at Plus Two Creative. You're listening to the Ideas in Motion podcast, and today's episode is about helping you free up time in your virtual business and making space for wellness in the work plan. Powered by a background in graphic design and growth marketing, Candace has built her experience as a full-time virtual assistant. She can handle all of your digital marketing needs. Her favorite things are social media management and content creation. Candace, welcome. Thank you for being here. And please tell our guests a little bit about you. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me. Um, as you mentioned already, I am a full-time virtual assistant, but I am also the co-owner slash marketing paladin of Plus Two Creative, which is a business that I run with my sister, Tiffany. Um, and we help bring geeks and creatives businesses to life. Um, if you're a geek, you are probably familiar with the term. Uh, we like people to think of us as their their party cleric, where we're there to help and we're there to assist and, you know, make sure that everything stays in order. Um, yeah, and we both love doing what we do. We both love helping people. Um, That's yeah. awesome. So so you, you work with your sister. I do. My sister is uh, actually a professional illustrator, mm -hmm. and many of her skills complement my own. So, um, you know, I also have that background in graphic design as well. But if you're looking for something that's more like um, corporate illustrations or perhaps something that's more elevated, she can definitely help with that. And she has got like the best eye for branding and logo creation. And like she, she's the talent. <laughs> she's the talent. I'm the muscle. Like I'm the doer, right? I love this. So, so what? What's the age gap? And and our, and is she your only sibling? Yes, she's my younger sister. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and we have a three year age gap, so we're not too far off. Okay. Yeah. So take me way back. Take me back to when you were little. Mm -hmm. And did the two of you ever play dress up? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? And and how far away from that is is where you are right now? Well, for the both of us, we honestly, we did spend a lot of time doing art. Mm -hmm. We always, always were watching cartoons, reading comic books. Um, we really liked, you know, animated movies and things that were very creative. Um which pushed us both into being quite artistic as youth. Um, I obviously kind of got a little bit away from, whereas I lean more into like the graphic design and content creation side. Um, but my sister went full in, um, got her degree in specializing in illustration. Wow. Um, and she can do like crazy custom portraits and stuff. So we both have that like visually creative drive um i often i often joke that uh like as far as audio goes and music i have like no talent there but visually i can do things yes yeah um and yeah both of us are very visually oriented um and just very interested in like visual arts and we always have been really yes yeah so did you did you like plaster the the walls in your in your drawings and stuff like i i'm having this visual 
of the two of you, I don't know why this is coming to me, but the two of you at the table leaning in on each other, looking at what each other's drawing. We, um, is there any competitiveness to it? You know what? I don't think so because like, like I said, she's the talent. So at a certain point, I just had to like give up and be like, you know what? No, you're the one that won this race. Like, <laughs> but when we were younger, we would do all kinds of things. Like we would make our own little comics. We had all kinds of sketchbooks and we would always try like making little animations and just, you know, sometimes you'd see those kid shows where they're like, this is how you make a flip. Um, we would do stuff like that. Uh, we always had, you know, if we were interested in a different kind of paint or like a pencil, um, we had our parents would be like, oh, here's here's these colored pencils or here's these types of paints. So we, you know, always had that little bit of, uh, I guess, interest and always like looking at different things and seeing them kind of in different ways. I um, love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It, it, we've always been like nerdy that way too, right? So like any chance to get a hand on like a comic book. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, watch a nerdy cartoon or anything that's, like, weird and creative is something we, we're into. We still are, honestly. Yeah. One, one of the things that I always love to um, bring into the show and bring into the listeners is the consistency of when, when, you, when it's something artistic that you do well and you love and, and, and you, it's with you your whole life. If you continue to bring it with you your whole life you'll always find those pockets of, of happiness and bliss. Would, how would you, how do you think, what do you think in that retrospect? Like how, how does bringing your art into your work, what, what passion, what, what brings you passion in your day? Like what makes you want to help other people with it? Well, it's funny that you should say that because there was a time um, a couple of years ago where I was like, kind of thinking like, what makes me happy? Like, what are those things that you know, just just bring you that like little extra bit of joy. And someone I heard somewhere mentioned going back to things from when you were a kid, like things that you're interested in. Um, and I found that returning more to some of the artistic stuff that I used to do and some of the stuff that I enjoyed uh, really helped. Like just even if it wasn't like, because I feel like nowadays we're all um, pressure to post things and do things for monetary gain and show off everything we do. Um, but even just like for myself, just taking some time to like doodle or sketch something, even though like at this point in my life, I'm like, I know it's not going to be perfect. I know I have limitations. Um, and just, you know, taking that time to just be free and create some things is something that I really need to do for myself and for my brain. Yeah, um, because like you said, you do keep those things with you from when you were young. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how how do you find pockets of time to to do that for yourself? Like not for a client, not for or or is that something you're still working on? Um, well, I mean, sometimes I do get lucky and I do get a chance to do the work for clients. Mm-hmm. And usually those are the clients that are fun and are just like, do whatever you want. <laughs> which that is fun right yes <laughs> yes that's a great bonus and you know they'll give me some direction like how they want things to look and i'll give like a sketch first you know i don't go full obviously um 
but you know sometimes you get lucky that way and you can you know be creative that way um but for myself finding pockets of time is (laughs) and you know this about me uh because i like to say yes too much is basically just forcing myself (laughs) to to be like you know what from this time to this time i'm not working anymore yes and i am doing something that i want to do Mm -hmm. not something that i have to do or something that's business related just something for me to do i'm glad you said that like i i feel like um while i mean we met a couple of years ago we we've done a couple of projects together and i know that you you have a very high work ethic and your your productivity and your work it is just it's outstanding and that's really hard to find but oh, I should, also you know, know that I got a new laptop. So my productivity <laughs> is through the roof now. It's crazy. I bet. I bet. You had, you had, um, you have, I should say, like a quick turnaround on your projects. Mm-hmm. However, there's no mistakes. And, and, and so when I look at a virtual assistant and what you do and then what you do in your company for other people, mm-hmm. um, how how do like how do you manage all of that like how how do you know what to say yes to and what to say no to is there something that you absolutely despise and you and and you're like please don't give me that job again i mean i've been there <laughs> well i think i think for me i have this list that i keep which is kind of nerdy and weird i guess um but i like give us keep, the deets <laughs> i like to keep a list of um, my skills, mostly because I'm kind of a nerd in that I like to do a lot of education stuff. And yeah. sometimes I forget the things that I learn. <laughs> and, you know, you always want to like add them to LinkedIn and all that. So I have this like ongoing list of courses I've taken and skills that I have. And in my list, I've got like, um, like certificates, uh, skills, things I'm willing to lo- learn. And at the very end, there's things that say like hard pass. And that's the the like column title. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. There's things that I like, I know for sure I hate doing. Mm-hmm. And even though like some of them I can't do, uh, but some of them I can and I just know I hate them. So it just I just avoid them. Like, um, for example, I worked in call centers for a long time. Mm-hmm. I hate phone calls. So if, you know. Like, I'm fine with emailing on behalf of clients, but if you ask me for a phone call, I, I say no. Like, like, I'm like, I'm not doing that. We're finding someone else to do that. Yes. Um, yeah. And even when clients will say, like, can I call you? I'm like, don't. I won't pick up the phone. I absolutely refuse. Yeah. Well, I, I think that communication is really important. And communication you have to of set all... that expectation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And. One of the things that I always said, you know, when I when I worked more, I'd spent more time as a virtual assistant. Now I spend more time as a creative. So, I mean, you and I might be talking offline at some point, you know, in the in the future um, where, where I find um, as the virtual assistant, I found that working with clients, the more honest and upfront I was about, you know, this is not my expertise. Personally, I think it's better for the client. You know, yes. it's it's not like it's better for the client to get someone that is passionate about what 
you know, what they're going to do. So like, for example, I am so not passionate about posting on social media. Mm -hmm. I like, I love to do stuff like this long form content. Um, and where, you know, you're really digging in, you're hearing stories, you're talking about stuff and to make that into little bitty bites into social media. So everybody actually knows that it's happening. Mm -hmm. That is my absolute drudgery zone. But some people absolutely love that. Some people like me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so if I'm, if I'm asked by a client because I'm helping them with their long form content, I'm helping them build out their course and they say, now, can you make this into snippets for social media? And I'm like, I won't even do my own social media, man. Like, seriously. I'm I feel not that. the right person for you, you know, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. I think that's better for the client. Like, what what do you what do you think about that? Like, well, it's funny that you should say that because that kind of goes along into why I wanted to start that business. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure, as you know, as a creative, um, to be creative is to follow a passion. Yeah, and oftentimes I've found with creative stuff myself. Um, to follow that passion takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So for you to, let's say, just for the sake of example, you're an artist, a vis- like a painter. Mm-hmm. Uh, painting, like they make it look easy, but it's not easy. There's a lot of things that go into making a big, beautiful painting that everybody loves. Um, and there's even more that goes into it if you, say, want to sell that painting on Etsy or go to a convention with that painting and try to sell it. Um, but to me, knowing that I, because I've, I've done it myself, like, you know, being the, the freelancer and also doing things on the side, it's a lot to have, like, to put your everything into your creations and then also run a business on top of that. Yeah. And I feel like going along with what you said about, like, what you're passionate at is what you should be doing. Like, you should be doing your art if that's what you're you're into. You should be creating if that's what you're into. And if you're not into socials or if you're not into accounting or if you're not into, you know, getting business numbers from the government of Canada or what have you, any number of millions of things entrepreneurs have to do, it's it's always better if you have the ability to outsource that because then you can focus on what's important to you. So... How do you know, like, how, how do you know when you're interviewing somebody? And um, this, this is a new question that, that I just thought of out of our conversation. So sure, it's nothing we talked about before. <laughs> That's, but how, how do you know when you're interviewing a virtual assistant or someone that you're outsourcing to, if they truly are the right fit for you or for what they're asking you to do because sometimes I know for myself I was asked to do something because I was I was with a client and and you know it it reminds me of the just one more when when I Hmm. worked in cosmetics they'd make sure that when you're at the till have that just one more thing that (laughs) that they're gonna put in their basket yeah. And so it just reminds me of like just one more that they're going to delegate to you. And that's not like, how do you know that 
they're saying yes and really want to, or they're saying yes and squirming in their chairs. Is there a way to, as a someone that's outsourcing, to be able to figure that one out? So um, I guess to clarify your question, like, are you asking, like, am I putting, am I being the business owner asking for assistance? Yeah. And so I'm, okay. I'm a business owner and I'm asking for assistance um, on something. And how do I know that I'm, that the person sitting in front of me, the virtual assistant is not just taking the job because they want to make sure that they continue to be the person that I hire and they're not really good at it and they don't want to do it, but That's they say fair. they can. Like, how, how do you know how, like, is there, I guess you just experiment? Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting thing because I find it's a two-way street, um, both when you're the business owner outsourcing and both when you're the assistant getting, you know, business owners buy-in, right? Yeah. Um, at the at the very least, because it is coming up to 2023 uh, and or 2023, depending on when you post this, <laughs> everybody should have a website. Yeah. Um, you know, so you should be at like, like, if you're planning on hiring an assistant, look into them. Look at what they're all about. Check out their website, especially if you're looking for things like social media or things that involve content creation specifically. See if they have the skills that you're looking for and the tone that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, so like if you're looking for someone to write blogs for you, check out their previous writings if they have them. Ask them for samples of those things. Um, and then that will give you a better idea. Obviously, like, first off, if they don't have them, maybe red flag a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it gives you a chance to kind of see what sort of work is you know, what you can expect from them. Um, and also kind of trusting your instincts, I guess, as far as the interactions go. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm very big on things like, you know how when you set up a meeting with someone <laughs> and, you know, some people will show up five minutes early and then some people will show up five minutes late and then some people won't show up at all. Yes. Yeah. I feel like each of those people is like just a little bit different. So if you're looking for that person that shows up on time or shows up five minutes early and, you know, you have a meeting with this potential assistant that's going to help you and they don't do that, maybe add that as a on your pros and cons list as a con. Like if if there's somebody that are showing little signs that maybe they're not the right fit, mm -hmm. they might not be. Yeah. Um, I love and, that you said it's a two way street. It um, is. Because it's, it's uh, you know, it's not something, I, I think a lot, what happens a lot is you take a course or a program and they say, oh, just hire out the things that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Do you ever, do you ever run into um, people that need you to build their whole system? And tell me what that looks like. What's a day in your life look like? Mm. <clears throat> well, um, I think. Honestly, those things are kind of separate for me because I have had people where I've had to build their whole system. Yeah. Um, and usually I like I've gotten very lucky uh, wherein if I have to build a system, usually they're they're pretty good at, mm -hmm. at following it. Because another thing that I think is very important um, 
either if you're helping people or asking for help, is to give people context. So don't just say, hey, I'm going to go through and sort all of your Google Drive and give them no context for why you're doing that. Like explain to people, like I'm going to sort it through so that, you know, we have everything organized. And if we need to find it, we can find it in two seconds. And, you know, give give context. Context is important. Communication is important. Um, so, you know, uh, oftentimes I find if you give that context, people are receptive with creating systems. Sometimes they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, um, no, no client and no assistant is perfect. Um, and then as far as a typical day in my life, generally speaking, I am awakened early morning by several cats. How many cats do you have? I have three. Three cats. What are their names? Uh, I have Pixel, then I have Link, and I have Bowser. They are all on our social media, just so you're aware. Pixel is the, I call her the CEO, C-O-O-C-A-T. She's in charge here. She's currently on her time. (laughs) Link is in charge of human resources, uh, and Bowser's our creative director because he has to be in the middle of everything we do always. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. So they wake me up in the morning. Um, I am fortunate enough in my entrepreneurial life that I don't have a set time when that needs to happen. Um, so yeah, get up, grab my coffee, usually. Sometimes not so much. Um, and then I start on client work. And um, as an example, I guess, like today would be a good example. I started off um, with content creation. Mm-hmm. I looked at some analytics. Um, after our meeting, I have some more content creation to do. Working on uh, an email newsletter, uh, I do all kinds of things. I'm kind of a like I um, specialize in like marketing and stuff, but I'm kind of a jack of all trades. So I'm yes. willing to you know branch out that way. Um, but yeah, I, I usually will spend my morning doing you know my my full-time VA job, have a lunch, which I, <laughs> pardon me, which I have to force myself to have sometimes because as you know, sometimes you get into a flow and you don't pay attention to what time it is. Yes. Um, so have my lunch and then in the afternoon, I will do some more client work and usually around the end of the day, um, that's when I work on my own business stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, client work is mixed within the day, but like anything that involves like running, running the show, running yeah. the, the system, um, and which I guess also I had to create our systems for our business. Absolutely. So that, Absolutely. You know, that, that goes along too. Um, yeah. And then sometimes on the weekend, because I'm fresh and I don't do client work on weekends, I will do like social media creation for our business. Um, just because my brain's like, like more like snappy. Although I have found that forcing myself to not do anything on the weekends has been really beneficial. Yeah, well, that's a great segue into, um, you know, uh, you've already kind of answered. I I get the idea that you have your best work first thing in the morning. I tend to, yeah. Yeah, you, you get your best work done or... Do you have another pocket of time that that you're just like, my creative brain just explodes? 
You know what? Weirdly, for some reason, which I I think is weird because a lot of people say they're like sleepy at that time. Mm -hmm. I find I get a lot done between like two and three o'clock. I'm like, that's very interesting. And I don't even notice the time just flies by and I'm like, oh, okay. Isn't that isn't that interesting? Because I I typically I'll have my most productive, sharp time between, um, you know, about 30 minutes after I wake till about um, three hours after that. And then Mm -hmm. I take this kind of this big break and then I come back and I do some more work and then I take another break. And then something happens around two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon. And then all of a sudden it's like 6 p.m. And I have my husband in the kitchen saying, are you coming out today? (laughs) But he doesn't realize that, you know, I've taken, he does realize, but I've taken these pocket, these big breaks, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, are you in a competition to work longer? And like, oh, it's just, you have, you know, I've been out with the dog. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And I, um, yeah, I do yeah. like the um, the freedom of being able to, I call it like in air quotes, the split shift, Yeah, you know, where you work for a little bit in the morning and then, you know, you can go out for lunch or go to the Walmart or whatever you need to do, walk your dog. Um, and then come back and it's kind of like a nice little just like reset, I find. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love no, that. I'd, so so this is a we talked a little bit about this um, before we started recording, but the, the wellness you you how do you bake in your wellness? And, and sometimes you you help your clients bake in their wellness. So you talk a little bit about that. Yes. Um, I wish I had a better way to say this. But I kind of just have to brute force it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as as you mentioned, uh, very like overly productive, very type A, very go, go, go. My sister always tells me I have no chill and she is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order for me to put wellness into anything, I have to force myself. So um, it's been a little bit of a journey, as as I'm sure you you can imagine also as a productive person. Um, but, you know, I've I've had to very, uh, not, I guess very consciously tell myself, like, if I'm sitting on the couch and my brain uh, wanders off to, oh, I should finish this project, I have to ring myself in and be like, no, mm-hmm. you are sitting on the couch right now. It is not work time. You need to do like your resting. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I also have an issue of doing multiple things at once. Yeah. Which, you know, that doesn't really benefit anybody, I guess. <laughs> um, if I guess um you've probably heard the term about how multitasking is really a thing because we can't deliver. Um it's harder on giving... the brain. Yeah. 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 Um so yeah, I, I I do end up brute forcing it a lot. Um, and oftentimes I do that with my clients too. Um, you know, like uh one of my clients recently just had a surgery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um we were emailing back and forth, just being friendly, and I had to be like, Okay, look, mister, you're going to bed. Yeah. Like it's time for you to stop. Um and, you know, sometimes you get those clients that are also like, go, go, go. And you have to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You go now. <laughs> you have stuff you need to do. You're relaxing. 
everything's fine. Nothing's on yeah. fire. It'll all get done. Don't worry about it. And Which is far easier to tell people than to do. That's such an important, that's such an important piece, right? Like we, we, we've clarified, like if we just recap a little bit of, of what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, you definitely t save people some time and energy when, when you take over the pieces in their business that they are, um, you know, that are their drudgery zone or maybe not their genius zone. It takes mm -hmm. them a lot longer to do it than someone that is dedicated to that piece. Yeah. Um, and, and then we talked a little bit about, um, you know, knowing knowing how far to go, who to say no to, who to say yes to, how to kind of categorize and how to, how to kind of go through the day. And it's super important as, as we are entrepreneurs or business owners or humans for that matter, just in the, in, in the subject of outsourcing and taking a break, we all need it. Um, yes. And and I think that, you know, the last couple of years, for a lot of us, there was nothing to do but work. <laughs> you know? yes, that is true. Like, and it's also equally hard when you're stuck at home, speaking of the past two years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. And so we we brought in our, ourselves into the these, this habit of 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 doing more. And it's so important when. Things come up in your life like surgeries, um, especially as a business owner and, and you don't have 10 employees to come in. Um, it's so important to, to have some help. Wouldn't it be amazing to be able to have someone run your business and do what you did with your client and say, hey, you know, you need to take a rest. You need to be resting from the surgery. I got it covered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And know that the person that you're talking to do. And, and that's what I know that's true about you, Candace. I know that you 100% deliver um, to your clients, to the people that you work with. And, and um, I, I love the fact that you're, even though you have to, like, what, what did you call it? Oh, brute forcing. I think For, that's a video. Brute forcing. <laughs> yeah. I have to do that to myself to 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 get my social media done. I have to brute force myself. So we all have something that we brute uh, brute force ourselves to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I I love that we're able to talk about that. So where can people find you if they're looking for someone to to help out? Uh, where can people find you online? Well, um, as I said before, we have a website. Um <laughs> It is at plus2creative.com, with two being spelt like the word, the number. Um, we're also able to be found on all major social media platforms. Um, so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, you name it, we're there. Um, and they are all plus2creative with the two spelled out, T-W-O as well. Um, yeah, if you... Search on any of those platforms for Plus Two Creative. You'll find us. Uh, the The logo is an amazing little twenty sided dice that my sister created. It's um, very cool. You have you do lots of specialties in illustrations and and um, graphics and and comic books and stuff. I noticed as well. Um, and that, book book stuff like 
You have 11 different services listed. It's yeah. Um, incredible. <laughs> we, we, like I said, we, we do have a lot of skills between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, she does more of the, like, the fancy, interesting things. I'm like, I'll take off your plate the, the click, click post of the, the Facebook stuff. And but she systems. does all the, yes, I do the <laughs> systems. Um, but she does the cool stuff where, like, if you were to say, if you were an author um, and you want your book laid out and you need a cover, you need a back cover, you need the inside laid out, um, Tiffany would be able to do that. And she has also done work with uh, comic book publications. So aside from being, you know, incredibly talented at the artwork, she also understands the back end of the publishing process and the printing process. Yeah. Um, which I think is rare to find with people who are very graphics focused because you'll often find people who are, you know, super into the imagery, but not necessarily maybe understand how a printing press kind of functions and how that affects yes. what you're making. That's invaluable. My book writers that are listening to this, that is invaluable. I, I published my book, KDP Style. Tamara mm-hmm. did the cover for me. I had a different person um, do the editing, two different people do the editing. And nobody knew how to do like the the actual format. Um, that there was a couple of attempts, but I mean they were very transparent with mm-hmm. me on that. It's out of my scope. So it ended up being my husband and I for locked ourselves up in the office to get this final format done to submit to KDP and and yeah, so so anybody that is that's listening that is thinking about the book and the book cover and the, and all of that plus definitely that's something that is a, a need to outsource if you're the writer. Yes. <laughs> you just got to. So yes, and um, actually, a friend of mine works as a a book designer as well, and you know she often says that the big like a big part of having your book out is to make sure you have your marketing ready first mm-hmm. which i definitely agree with because if you're gonna anything you release really you know you need to kind of build that hype and get people you know interested in the the product so that they follow you and they're interested and they buy it um so i guess you know to plug us <laughs> specifically um we have both of those things covered yeah so like while Tiffany is working on the book and the publishing process. Yeah. Like I can help you with social media. I can help you with getting your website ready. I can help you with, you know, if you want to do ads or anything like that. Um, so we're kind of like, like I said, we fill in each other's blanks and um, yeah. with I our powers that. combined, love that. <laughs> we, we can make it happen, right? I love that so much. Well, I feel like I could keep you all day, but I know you have like um, people to help and mm-hmm. things to do. So I want to thank you again for being on the show. Uh, you'll find all the ways to connect with Candace in the show notes below. And if this show has helped you, um, please be, feel free to, to share it and uh, and give us a like and and subscribe to the show. And all of that fun stuff. You'll fi- also find the Ideas in Motion Planner, which is the show sponsor. You'll find links to that in the show notes. And thanks again, um, Candice. You're awesome. Thanks, Karen. It was so great seeing you again. And I always 
love talking to you because after I, I've said this to you before, but after I talk to you, like I always just feel good, feel happy. That's so sweet of you to say thank you. Well, you make me happy too. I, I might just ask you if I can use that as a testimonial quote on my phone. Oh, you know, oh, heck we're yeah. always looking. I mean, you've taught me. I have to get everything that I can to market myself. <laughs> exactly. And all the testimonials will help you on the Google, on the Facebook. So <laughs> I'm here to help you. Thank you, Candace.